from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. Heffron and Reap. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> all the uh, radio announcements actually have a personality. They're not sitting there all monodrone. They always are coming up with new stuff, new twists. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, you guys are not boring. <laughs> You're listening to Heffron and Reap. That was the Heffron and Reap. Reek. Heffron and Reap country intro. I wish it got such a great response last week, last show, whenever it took place. I don't know. We have Rachel Butera back. Woo! I just had banged my headphones off. Enjoy having me on, Rach, because one, I'm a crappy host. Uh, you give me somebody to talk to, like John Reeves being a mega movie star. Um, he might be calling in this show. He might not be. I don't know. Um, but once again, thank you for having us. Thank you for having me on. It's awesome to be here, man. And you can check out Rach Butera Voice. That is at, in front of that, at Rach Butera Voice. Um, uh, Rachel, if you haven't been experienced, uh, uh, haven't experienced her, is that how I'd say it? I'm a little hopped up on the Dayquil. Um, Many men have experienced me, but not. But me. you're an awesome uh, impressionist and, and a funny stand-up and a really good... Uh, you have your own show that we'll talk about. You're all around. You're uh, you're all around. I'm all over the place. And what we do, Rach, we haven't done this game in a while, is uh, we donate money to the Wounded Warriors, and we like to find different ways. So we do it by swearing. If people swear on our show, we donate a dollar. But this is a fun game. Everyone you get wrong, we donate a dollar to the Wounded Warriors. But don't sandbag it. All right. Do you know what I mean? Because we donate a lot, so just keep it real. But if... if Am I saying that right? Yeah, but if you get, uh, for every answer you get wrong, we donate a dollar. Okay. But don't feel you have to get stuff wrong on purpose because it's, no. it's a, a long journey. I wouldn't do that. Okay, no. so we're going to play a little thing right here. Uh, you're going to have to either guess A or B. Okay, I'm going to give you a answer, and you're going to have to tell me A, is it an after-school special? Mm. Or B, a Facebook group? All right. Got it? I love it. Okay, here we go. A... After school special B Facebook group. Here we go. My dad lives in a downtown hotel. Rachel, is that an after school special or a Facebook group, do you think? Uh, a Facebook group. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> that was an after school special. Ah, oh, shit. I did not see my dad lives in a downtown hotel. Have you seen that one? Uh, no. All right. Here's another one. Doesn't sound real. Uh, Mary was an unmarried teenage mother, too. I don't even know if that sentence is... Mary was an unmarried teenage mother to... Oh, I get what they're That's trying to That's got to be an after-school special. After-school special or Facebook group is... After-school special, is that what your yeah. final answer is? Yeah. It's a Facebook group. What? What the hell? You're 0-2. I suck. Uh, by the way, I don't think anyone's gotten any of these wrong. Wow. Uh, except for you. Yeah, I'm bad. But I don't, I don't, I don't know But it's $2 to Wounded Warriors so far, so that's great. Next one. Uh, sometimes I don't love my mother. That's definitely an after-school special. Rachel's saying it's an after-school special, or it could be a Facebook group, but she's saying it's an after-school special. Rachel, I'll give you one more second. Is that what is is after-school yes. special? What it's you want? It's an after-school special because I lived it. Rachel, you will be correct. It's Woo! the 
ABC after school special where a series of education programs ran from 1972 to 1977. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. Well, I thought I was reading something about... Sometimes I don't love my mom, but yeah, that was like my theme growing up. I do one more? Yeah. Do you like that game? Yeah. It's kind of a fun game. It is fun. Okay, here's this one. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll stick with this music. No, we'll, we'll go. Here we go, Rachel. We're talking to Rachel Butera. <laughs> I don't know. Suddenly I'm talking like this. But here we go, Rachel. A or B, Jones Soda Flavor or Limited Edition Axe Body Spray? Wait a minute. I'm going to give you a... Uh, a name, and you're going to tell me if it's A, a Jones soda flavor. Oh, I see. Or is it a limited edition Axe Body Spray? Okay, what's a what's Jones soda flavor? I've never heard oh, of that. Oh, this might be a little tough for you. It's a, like... Um, Jones? Yeah, they, they have all these crazy flavors, and and it's a, like a pop. I've never heard of that before, but let's play okay. anyway. Okay, all right, we'll see. Uh, pop, you're from the Midwest, yes. that's why. I'm from the East fucking Coast. We have Coke. <laughs> we Coke. have pop. We have pop. And that's soda. I'll never say soda. Here we go. Uh, candy cane. Is that a Jones soda or is it an Axe body spray? Uh, I would say it's soda. And you'd be correct. It's one of their holiday flavors, by the way. Because <laughs> Axe is for men and that men would not have candy cane. Um, okay. Right? I would know. I, axe body spray is kind of that weird. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, answer two. Here we go. An acid. Is that a soda flavor or Axe Body Spray? Uh, soda. You are correct. That one's easier than the other one. Okay, last one. Just saying. Natural Field Turf. Natural Field Turf. Is it a Jones Soda or Axe Body Spray? That's Axe and it's hysterical. It's Jones Soda. No way. And it's part of their special Seattle Seahawks collector pack. Wait, so turf, like grass? Yeah. Soda? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, what it, that's what it was. That was a little game. Right. I think you gave four bucks to uh, Wounded Warriors. All right. And what I could do, uh, maybe you can help me with this, and then we'll get into the show, because uh, I posted something on my Facebook page, and I got a lot of reactions, so I want to um, read it out loud. But there's, some, there's a bit I'm trying to do in the beginning of this podcast, which I haven't figured out. You know how, like, if you watch True Blood or Downton Abbey mm-hmm. or any of those shows, and they go previously yeah. on, and then you kind of get caught up? Yeah. I wanted to do that for the show, and we just randomly say random stuff, so you're like, oh, we missed a lot of cool stuff. Okay. But I just can't figure out. Maybe it's just a dumb bit, but I don't know if I want to play it in. Here's what it sounds like. Ready? Previously on the Heffron and Weep podcast. Rachel, I will kill you! No, you can't come at me like that. I can't take it anymore. If they don't tell me the numbers that I'm getting on this podcast, I will light this place on fire. Dude, I am so ready to watch it fucking burn. I said we just find that guy and totally kick his ass. We should totally just sit back and wait till he finds us. Rachel, tell us where the bomb is! I don't know! I'm telling you! They're gonna kill me if I say anything! See? See how good that was? We did it. That was like the best one. Yeah, I think we did it. But like, so should we do that in the very, I have like energy now? Should we do that in the very beginning of the show? Like that's how it starts? Yeah, we could do that. Do that and then people are like. Should probably maybe write something about like, you know, like, like write it beforehand if we're going to do it for the next show. Right. And then that way. You know, we could, we could keep it like, we could do like a real promo like previously on the show and then we could do like a real, we could have gunshots happening. And then people are like, there's a lot of stuff going on the show. And our running theme could be, uh, 
John Reap has been kidnapped. Yes, there you go. And we're trying to, like, we're like, how can we sit here and talk about relationships and stupid stuff on the news I feel so when, guilty. when John Reap is stuck in Detroit tied to a chair? I don't, yeah, I don't, oh my God, that's so, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that would work. By the way, I have to do this. You're listening to Heffern and Reap. One of the Johns is out, so per their agreement, when one's gone, the other will talk positive about them and plug dates for them in their absence for 15 seconds starting now. Everybody, please go to at John Reap uh, on Twitter and please tweet him. John and Rachel will find you. Stay strong. That's what I want you to say. Go at John Reap and tweet him. John and Rachel will find you. Okay, now back to the show. (laughs) I can't wait to meet John Reap. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Like, my wife gets mad. Not mad. That's a bad thing. When he's here, she, my biggest note is I don't let people talk. Yeah. And me and John Reap, we talk at different levels. Okay. Uh, He's uh, not wound as tight as me. Right. And he's more laid back. And I'm more la 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 la. So it's a nice, so it's a nice mixture. But apparently, I don't let the guy talk. Okay, well, damn maybe it. that's why he's never shows up. Yeah, that's probably why he's off filming a movie. And he's like, fuck that, I got John. I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm just gonna leave. Yeah, I, I wonder how long I'll be able to not do the podcast before he realizes <laughs> I'm never doing it with him again. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit there for that. So, Rachel, so uh, on my Facebook page, I posted this the other day, and I got it was amazing how many uh, responses I got, and you um, were still working. Working on putting together a prom for you. Oh yeah, that prom. It's literally. It's gonna about. be my. It's gonna be a mission of mine. Never <coughs> say goodbye. Never say goodbye. I, I'm willing to bet if I meet anybody in, I go, when did you graduate from high school? And they say the '80s. I, I can almost go. I'm willing to bet from 1988. To 1985, your class song was Never Say Goodbye by Bon Jovi. Mine wasn't. Wait, I graduated in 90, and ours was something shitty. I can't remember. Like a terrible song that never got played again. I don't even know it. So much I cared. Yeah, I think ours, I don't even know why I would know this. I don't know where my my keys are. Billy Joel, Time to Remember, was on (coughs) the list, and of course that's what I voted for. This is the time to remember, Remember, because we will not last forever. But of course the dumb cunts in my school just pick some shitty pop song of the 80s that like I can't even... I think ours was like Michael W. Smith. Is that a guy? I don't know. Like like a religious guy? Is that a guy? Like he was like. Uh, Why did you go to Catholic? Did you have a Catholic? No, school prom? no. But I remember. Uh, and a friends are friends forever. Mm. If the Lord's the Lord of them. What the And hell? a friend will not say never, because <laughs> a friend never ends. Sounds like a. And with time to let you go, and the sun is so high. I don't know, know this song. That a lifetime is not too far to live as friends. I don't know it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know if that's the song. Yeah, and I know, I can't, honestly can't even remember my prom song. It was like some black artist of the day. Let me rub you up and down. It wasn't like Luther it's written Vandress all or over your face. Oh wait, wait, wait! It just was on the tip of my tongue. What the hell was it? Oh, oh, oh! It's right there. Oh, uh, I can't think of it. I don't know. By the way, you didn't tell me I was going to be on camera. Um, I would have worn a bra. So great. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because it is all um, webcammed out here, and I yeah. forget too. And then people go, "Why are you so fidgety when you're talking?" And they go, "Well, it's because I bounce around and I talk. That's how my brain works." Well, yeah. why are you so focused on what I do? No. So here's a post that I put on oh uh, on my Facebook page. 
and it got so much response, and I haven't even read it, so I'm going to kind of break out some of this for you. Here's what I just put randomly on my Facebook page. What's the number one thing you want the person you live with to do more of, and then in parentheses, I put non-sexual. Be specific. If you say clean, clean what? Pick mm-hmm. up what? I did that because I didn't want people going anal. You know what I mean? So I got rid of, like, yeah. I, I took that away. And here's what people think. Listen when, when, listen when we, the kids or I are talking. Ugh, what a nightmare drag that sounds like. Thoroughly clean up after yourself in the kitchen. This is all stuff. This is all pe- women people telling want the, men what they want. Stop using my razor on her legs. Okay. That's a guy thing. Clean the bathroom sink after you shave. Now, you're not married, and I just want to... I lived with someone for four years. But I just want to let you know, this is what you have to look forward to. I don't want to get married. This is what what ends up happening. No, I know. I lived with someone, and I don't want... I don't like it. I just want the constant sex and companionship. I don't want the domestication. Now, here's one that... like I just threw it as 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 a post, but this is... Look how long. I wish I had sad music. Do you have sad music? They can play to make sad this song. Songs so, so much. much Turn them on. Turn them on. And I guess that's why they call it the blues. Time on my hands. It's slow. Do you have slow? <coughs> okay. Oh, the computer song. I hear the ticking of the clock. Oh, that's a good song. I'm lying here, the room's pitch dark. Now, when you do, because you do impression, do you do you think it's easier? It it's easier to to listen and to mimic a, a singer, right? Yeah, I can't sing on my own, but I can imitate singers. Like I do, I do a pretty good Cindy Lauper singing. Oh, I love Cindy. I can only do like Randy Travis, like um, <laughs> and long as old whim. Sit and talk about home, man. You probably like, can do a lot of. I can only guys when when you get in that. Can we just keep hearing that song? Yeah. Sad, sad piano. Sad Here we go. Piano. We need we That's need rain. Here. We need some rain. So you do Cindy Lauper like what 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 song? Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and think of you. That is good. Confusion is nothing new. Best bless was You're one of those guys who don't know the words to any song, but you know every song. If you're lost, then you, you can look and you, and you will find me. Time after time. If, if you lost, I will catch you. I will be waiting. Time after time. The song almost goes to the song we're actually singing you right know, now. It did, did, does. <laughs> did you realize that? That was, yeah. a, that was a, like a cool moment. It's perfect. So here's what this person uh, wrote when I asked them, What do you want to do? Okay, I want him to, to ask me before he sits down to relax. Oh, come it still on. needs to be done around the house so we can sit down together. And after everything is done, dishes, folding the laundry, feeding the animals, helping our daughters animals. with their math, etc., etc. Wow, dot, I bet dot, that dot. guy's looking for a blowjob anywhere he can get it outside the house right now. It's always about how hard how hard he has it at the end of the day and how early he gets up. But not about how hard it is. But then he forgets that what it's like for me to be home, all right? It's, it's listen, I get tired too. Holy and shit, while it's wonderful that I love it, it's his full-time job staying at home with the kids and I don't get to have the uninterrupted conversation with other grown-ups like he does. Wow. I just don't feel like he's equal, and I just, I mean, just important in his eyes that he views himself. 
While she was writing that, her husband was over at my house. And, and you're blowing him while yeah. he was. And I'm blowing him while she, I almost while crying. she was writing that. I, did it feel like I got into that? I, I felt the emotion. I, I'm, yeah. I'm Seriously else? though, like, wh- why do men get married? Why do they get married? Because that is what happens. Why do men get married? Can you tell me? You're married. I'm married. I think something happens. Like there's there's a thing. Here's what I realize. Any argument that I get into with my wife or anything my wife does that bugs me. If you were to take her out of the equation. I would have the same problems with anybody else because 99% of everything that goes down in a relationship is on you. You know, so you go, oh, does that make sense? Like there's some stuff that I need to work on that you can keep clicking in anybody and I'm still going to have the same issues because it's stuff that I have to figure out to not create this Yeah, but you can't say 99% is you because it takes two people to, and you're working in tandem and there's this like energy and chemistry happening. So you can't, I mean, yes, you, everybody comes with their own set of problems and flaws and things they have to work on. But if there's problems in the relationship, you can't just, it just can't be 99% only one person. It's got to be equal. I think it happens where you get something in your gut that tells you, yeah, okay, you know what? Let me give this a whirl. Let me give this a whirl. What marriage? Yeah, that's that's the deciding factor. It, Let it, me give this a whirl. It's it's a feeling. If some fucking guy said, "Let me give this a whirl." <laughs> some guy was just like, "You know what? I've been going out with her four years. Let me give it a fucking." Yeah, she wants to marry me. Let me give it a whirl. I would take the fucking ring and I'd shove his cock through it. That's what I would do with it. Okay, I don't want anybody like taking the next step with me just because it's the next thing to do. And I know endless amounts of men who do this. They're all miserable. <laughs> They all cheat or they want to cheat. They talk shit about their marriage. I just don't understand why people keep getting married. It doesn't work. Well, here's some more uh, people who uh, say stuff about their marriage just to kind of add fuel to this fire. I'm getting Rachel all wound up. I, this, I like this it. topic makes me nuts, and I, I can't even go into why, but it just does. Okay, here we go. Tiffany says, just turn off the lights and the TV. When he leaves the room, that's all I want. <laughs> she doesn't oh my God, it's. One of my biggest pet peeves. Lights, TVs, everywhere. Oh, and stop snoring, too. Completely too different. Like you diff- can just stop doing that. Yeah, that's like across the board. You don't go, oh, I only mind lights, but now it went from, uh-huh. okay. Want me to keep reading these? These are some some yeah. uh, people. Well, More well, TLC. I want to see what the men, th- these are all women complaining about men, which is the way the world portrays women. It's just these naggy, whiny bitches drags, which I guess they are. We filled the refrigerator with bottled water. I know it's silly, but he leaves one bottle and not go to the garage to get more. Wow, that's that's some problem she's got there. Sounds like a white person problem. A rich white person problem. Oh, there's no bottled water in the okay. refrigerator anymore. I'm going to drink it out of the tap. Like, what are you doing to me? I can't even stand you anymore. I, yeah. Back. Uh, here's one from a guy. Uh, he says, Alex says, I'm happy living alone. <laughs> Wait, can you introduce me to Alex? Maybe you want to meet my, Alex? Let me. Maybe he could be my I don't know. Date. I don't know what Alex looks like. Do yeah, it like Jim looks... Gaffigan. Prom date. <laughs> um, do you want me to keep reading a couple more of these, or are these just yeah? Me no, that? I like it. I like it. I like it. And uh, don't forget, I asked people what one thing they want their partner to change. I, th- I like the music. If we can hit that again, hey, it helps me get in character right here. Maybe you could put the Halloween music on. Yeah, right. That's more like it. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, here's a guy. Do you want a guy? I want a guy. Okay, here we go. 
When is this? Okay. I'm, I'm on men's side, by the way, in case you haven't noticed. I am on men's side. Or do side. you want to read? I'm the worst out loud reader. No, in you history. read them because then I react. Okay, here we go. It's working uh, well. Pick up the black hair band. <laughs> okay, my okay. girlfriend and her 11 year old daughter lives with me, and I find these. Fuck, and he, he, he didn't say fuckers. He goes F and then that little dot thing, this. ERs. So, um, okay, I find these fuckers everywhere. And it's like <laughs> Mel Gibson's kid in signs with the water glasses. Oh, see, now that guy's funny. The only bright side would be if I had to serve vegetable chopping accident in the kitchen. I could hear the surgeon now. Thank God you had those black hairbands to use as a tourniquet, <laughs> Mr. Donahue. Uh, it saved your life. Or this is what I believe my girlfriend thinks I'm going to have See, happen. now that's funny, and I can relate because I have long hair, and I have 8,000 black ponytail holders, and they are indeed all over the place. That's funny. So, it's good. Everybody's got a little... So, yeah, that's good. Everybody's like got it. like a little... Um, stop spending money. You know, all that normal stuff, which money is probably the thing. It's weird how when you... When one little thing that the person does... Uh, starts to bug you so much. Well, yeah, it's, and it's because, I mean, it's inevitable no matter whether you're married or just date. I mean, I dated my, my ex-boyfriend, Mike, for seven years. We lived together for three or four, and I just I just find that I don't like sharing a space with someone. I like to live <laughs> alone. He was great. He cleaned everything, but um, the thing for me, what I wanted him to do was go out more. He never left the apartment, so he was always there, and I grew up in a house where, like, my parents were always there because my father was disabled. He didn't work. My mother didn't work, so I was with people every minute of my life life growing up so he never went anywhere I had no privacy like I I couldn't masturbate I couldn't watch my own porn I couldn't do anything like he was always there did you ever just tell him just to leave I told him all the time but he didn't have many friends he didn't you know what I mean he didn't have like much of a social life so it was just him and me all the time and I just I was like oh my god go out leave me alone did you send him out for random stuff just like bullshit chores like hey can you run to the store it wouldn't be and long then- enough I wanted I wanted like hours I wanted big clips where I was I had alone time you know what right. I mean and he just wouldn't go out I mean is that the perfect girlfriends or what what girl tells their guy to go out I'm like here take money go to a fucking strip club don't come back I I don't even care. I think that's why, my, you know, with me, with my wife, I'm traveling, especially like these weeks. I'm on the road every week until January. Yeah, that's rough. So I wouldn't like that. I'm only home Mondays and Tuesdays. No, I wouldn't like that. And some of it, I'm not even home then. Yeah. So she has a place to herself, you know, Wednesday through, you know, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it does, uh, you know, so she gets a lot of alone time. But right. then when I'm there, sometimes it feels like you're impeding on their life. Yeah. Well, when you're on their couch and then you're like, oh, I'm going to watch this and it's their TV time. Yeah. And it, it, it's not theirs, but, you know, you it, you get in a, in a system. You're like, no, on Tuesdays or I watch this show at this time. And then if you suddenly throw a random person in, it's sometimes tough. But because you don't see each other that often, your sexual attraction should still be like, huh? Uh, yes. That happens. Uh, and right at the moment, I, it, I was held a sign saying uh, in two minutes we have to take a break. So I, if, if you're listening to this, it would sound like I had to pause and really think about what Rachel just said. And I wasn't. I was just distracted. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but you know what happens? And my wife says this all the time that I'm home for 48 hours mm-hmm. and your relationship has to run a full gamut in 48 hours. That's right. Lovey-dovey, argument, sex, <laughs> Gotta have the makeup. Argument. And then back full circle, and then you leave again. So you literally do a month's worth of emotions in two days. Why does there have to be an argument in there, though? Like, there has to be. You know what happens is 
my wife was married before and they were in the military and it's a thing it's a, a natural thing it's a bonding where usually when like troops are deployed mm-hmm. their wives they get in big arguments because it's it's sometimes arguing or that anger mm-hmm. is an attachment yeah well definitely and then before you leave let's have this big blowout yeah. so there's there's this connection like for for a lot of people it's like we both care so much we yeah so, so we for a lot other. of people that connection of arguing is a tighter connection than lovey-dovey yeah i know people like that who are married and have that for sure i don't want to live like that but if it works for you that's fine i could never i mean like i'm not saying you but i do right. know people who they have a strong bond through fighting and like possibly violence and stuff, but I just yeah, I, I could never live that way. That sucks. Yeah. Um. Well, let's let's change it on a different note besides uh, spousal abuse. <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that. When, when we come back, I know on one of the other shows we talked about, I just can't do Jerry Lewis. You can. And and I feel my voice is a waste. I feel like I I, I can I have some potential. You do. I can and help you. You are like a beyond an expert. Um, and I'll give you, you know I'm really bad at plugging stuff, but I was on your website, which is a badass. 80s jam box ghetto blaster done by my insurance agent andrew york oh, oh i love it like i would go and i would click on it but i'm a guy from the 80s and i was listening to all your commercials yeah. and all your character voices you do and then just all your um you have a badass voice and i would like to take this time uh you know to maybe pick your brain a little bit all right we're right back uh After let's cult. let's do this yeah. listen to heffern and reap with rachel hey there Heffern and Reap. Follow them on Twitter. Totally for sure. At Heffern and Reap. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream.com.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Most definitely. Uh, it's awesome. It's just clean family fun. This is the Heffron and Reap Show. We're back after the break. Sitting, uh, co-hosting with me, Rachel Butera. Hey. Find her at tweet at Twitter at Rach Butera Voice. I saw online uh, yesterday. Uh, she just needs a few more followers, and she really will start to feel confident about herself. Yeah, I'm so almost at can, three thousand. So if we can get uh, that for, her, then her identity, her just you know, her just <laughs> general self worth will uh, will increase. I'm not gonna feel right until I have thirteen thousand Twitter fans. Yeah, it's weird how now I like heard like everyone's all Instagramming it. Mm-hmm. It's like the thing after Twitter. Yeah. And then it's, it's like enough. Like I can't keep I, just chasing. It's too much, man. I can't keep chasing it. Chasing the dragon. You know, MySpace and then you Tonight go, follow me. on. chase the I'm gonna dragon. Oh, are you going to put still down? I'm going to go find it. You know me. Anytime you hear, uh, I hear a song, I, I just at least have, at least I have to have access to it. So, out of all the voices you do, because I'm obsessed with this, um, do you who do you like doing the most? Not not person, but do you like who do you enjoy? Of late, I've been really enjoying Wanda Sykes. You know, because I'm getting good feedback on that shit, and I feel like I really got a hold on that voice. But I like to move around when I do it. It's hard for me to do it sitting here in this seat. So you're getting special treatment right now, okay? Right. So when you do Wanda, so now you go, I can do a black woman's voice really well. Uh-huh. Now, does then that open up the mind map to go? I'm just curious on how people do so many. You do so many. Well, I can, here, I'll do a guy from Michigan. Ready? Here's the only impression I can do. Ready? And, hey, what's up from Michigan? That's it. That's it. That's Dude, literally. You, so you have so much more that you can. That's do all that. I can I'm do. School you. I'm gonna teach you. That's what, what I'm fascinated. Like, how do you then start to to see? I think it's maybe a- we'll trade. Maybe you you help me with voice stuff. You help me with comedy, and then I'll help you w- with stand up. I've done a few things as a stand up comic. I will get you. I will get you to where it's you're so scared how much you sound like Pharrell because you you've you're already there. You're in that range. You've got it. You just need to. How about we do this? What if we, we we can trade? I have something you want. You have something I want. <laughs> I want to just create one voice. I have none, so I'm zero. Okay. So it's almost like you're looking at a blank canvas, right? Uh, and then so you could give me a drop some knowledge, yep. And then you can ask me a question, and then I'll drop some knowledge stand-up wise. Okay, is sounds that, good. Is that fair? Do you, I, you think we're gonna do it now? Like you're gonna learn? You think you can learn Jerry Lewis right now? Like, I don't know, but here's the thing: I don't know if I want to do Jerry. Who Lewis. would you like? Who would you like to do? Because I don't know if anyone. Would even get, I don't know. It, it, even though it's all right. Here's the, I like to do it in storytelling. So I feel like if I'm, you just throw it out there. Doing a story about a guy who's kind of douchey. Yeah, I would like to then do a douchey guy's voice. So I don't need like to, any douchey guy or yeah, like guy. almost like more of a but I character. I feel like you can do that already. Like you can you you can you can do any douche. <laughs> you can do any douche. Um, to do a celebrity is different, but um, you know if you just want to start talking like some fucking asshole, hey, right. hey you can fucking do that anytime. <laughs> you know, like you can just throw that. I know out. you sounded like right there. <laughs> uh, you sounded like the guy who sold Darth Vader. Who worked at the shop in Little Darth Vader? Really? Hey, you know, no, 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 no. I don't even know what that is. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the the guy when Darth Vader was like 11 and he's working in that shop. 
Which Star Wars? It was like the one when he was a kid, Darth Vader as a, a kid. Pre- one of the prequel ones? Yeah, oh. and he's in there, and then they were going to come and take, oh, you want the mama. I don't even know that, but all right. That's what you sound like, but I anyway. Can, I can do that. All right, so yeah, no, I feel like you can do that. You probably just, you feel like you can't, so you don't go into it, but you, sh- you totally should. I mean, just like, especially because you have this forum, the radio, this right. is why I like it, because you're storytelling, and then you just, you know, all of a sudden you want to like, you ran into some girl today, and she talked like this, and right. like, and you just totally bust into it, and uh, it sounds great over the radio, so you should do it more. And I learned on when I went on the, for that movie, hopefully that again. I've never really wanted anything. Anything I've done as a stand-up, if, if I got it, mm-hmm. I was like, eh, if I get to Tonight Show, that'll be cool. If I don't, then I don't. And then I always ended up getting stuff, but I've never really wanted anything. Right. Yeah, I've always been kind of like, eh, eh, yeah, whatever. I know, I know. This is the feeling. first thing that I've ever, like, like, really auditioned where yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, man, I know that you, it, it, like, And what it did, it, it, it tasted me. It, it made me go, you know what? Um, I could be good at this. Yep. I didn't know that I liked doing this right. until I, I, I did it. You and just now- sound so much like Jerry Lewis there. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you did. It freaked me out. I didn't know. I liked But I didn't know. <laughs> so then when I went in there, I'm like, ah, and then. I would do stuff like say I had to say the guy's name, you know, like Jerry. And then the script would say Jerry, comma, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know not to say Jerry, Jerry the same exact way twice. Right. It was like a thing like, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. Like when you change it, but I was like, oh, How did you learn to do that, though? Who told you to do that? The directors of the movie oh, the- that I wanted. Like, so it literally, I got schooled right. with the people that, you know, no, like, no. Do, do it as if Jerry, if Jerry's running away from you and that's the last time you're ever going to see him. Yeah. And what's great is I asked Jim Brewer, because Jim does a lot of stuff. He goes, Here's what you do you ask them, How do you want me to read it? And then the director would tell you, and then you just do it exactly like they fucking just said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of being like an actor going, well, let's see. How would I say Jerry? I would really say it this way. You just go, how do you want it? Just go, Jerry? Jerry? Yeah. And then you go, okay, ready? Jerry? Jerry? Yeah. Perfect, John. Yeah, because I just repeated. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just repeated well, exactly. You do. Yeah, you do. You do that. You, t- you do what they ask you for, and then you do your own thing. And hopefully they're going to be like, oh, it's something they, they didn't even think of. And they're like, oh, my God, yes, that's it. You know? I just know Frankie Munez is going to get it. Don't say. Dude, don't say. I don't say even know who he I don't. I don't even think he read for it, but I know they're going to go like some kid like that. Hey, listen, I you know you know that movie Throw Mama from the Train? Yes. You know the woman, the old woman. Right. That's probably my best impersonation. And all my life I've gone, like, who am I ever going to do this for? No one's ever going to want it. Well, two fucking weeks ago, I get a voiceover script with a uh, copy that's with specs that say, sound like Ann Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This oh, is wow. me. This is the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> I didn't get it. It went to Gray Delisle, who's an amazing voiceover artist. But I can't, I'm sorry, I can't believe that she can do that voice better than me. I just can't. Oh, that's well. On this one, they said, "I go well. How do you want this this thing to sound?" And they go exactly like your stand up. We listen to your stand up on satellite all the time. Uh-huh. We want the character to sound like John Heffron on stage. There you go. But if I don't get it, then I'm I'm going to be like. I couldn't even pull it's, off John Heffern being on stage, no, the, the one guy just, that I know how to do. You know it's not about that. It's so arbitrary and so many things come into play. Somebody was telling me a story the other day about a girl who uh, was auditioning to be like the voice of style, the style network. Right. And uh, they narrowed it down, narrowed it down. They got to this one girl that they really liked. The casting director was like, you know what? I really like her, but I hate her agent and I don't want to deal with her agent for the next year. So no. So that poor wow. girl, that poor girl lost out on that. 
because of so- nothing. It had nothing to do with her read. She was good. They liked her. They didn't want to deal with her agent. So if you didn't get it, 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 it probably a, a has nothing to, to do, do with, the, with your performance. Right. It, I think it. Re- I've only been in this town a year, and I already know that that's true. You know what's funny is I have a buddy who does, um, he runs a really big pr- production company. They do Jersey Shore. They do every every show, reality show that you've seen. And I've been friends with him for 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. He recently, and I will, I'll leave out all the names. He has a kid on the way. He's got three kids. Kid on the way. Dude works maybe 17 hours a day, you know, on a good day. Mm-hmm. He, he nonstop works. Is he on a sitcom? Uh, but he, he, he produces five or six shows uh, that are on all bunch of different networks. The okay. guy just works too much yeah, and yeah. juggles the family. So he, he flies in from wherever he, he was coming from, shooting in Chicago. Uh, he gets home. His he sees his kids. He's got to go see a, a comic perform at the Improv. Mm-hmm. He told these people, "I'll go and see this guy." Gets home. His kid goes, "Daddy, are you leaving again?" And da da da. And he's like, "I gotta just. I'll be back in forty five minutes." And it's and the cat's in the cradle. In the <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he leaves, drives no, over the I'm hill, just like <clears throat> him. Yeah, and he's going. He goes over the hill. It's forty five minute drive. Gets there. The place is sold out. Or it's at capacity, and the door guy wouldn't let him in, right? <laughs> so he goes all stuff. So then he ends up leaving, and calls the agency. Now, now he's kind of now he's pissed. He's mm-hmm. like, "You just took, you know, two hours of valuable time for me, or valuable, not valuable." Um, and they well, go, you just, did, who, you just sounded like Rocky. <laughs> you know? I don't know. See, I'll do it. I am going to make you a fucking impersonator <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, All right, yeah. So then he, he went there, and then they go, well, we'll send you a DVD of this guy. So he told me, he goes, this, this comic, who I'm sure is a nice guy, well, if he, he ever comes across my desk to host anything, mm-hmm. to pitch a show, he won't even make it within five blocks of my thing because they fucked me on the one Saturday. So See? now this, this, this comic do doesn't comedian. know that he has an enemy right. in the business because his management screwed up. I know, dude. And you don't even know. And, and it could be like somebody's putting in a word for you to somebody else. But maybe that person doesn't like the person who's putting in the word for you. And so they're just ignoring, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I have somebody trying to reach out to a, co- a talent man, a comedy manager right now from on behalf of me. And the guy's not getting back to them. I'm thinking like, wow, maybe that comedy manager just doesn't like that friend of mine. And maybe that's why he's not responding yeah. to me. And forevermore, he'll associate my name with that guy. And maybe he'll never talk to now me. Now you're trying to make, n- not trying to make, you're making the transition. Because sometimes I do that in my career I'm, where I'm like, okay, when this happens, then I'm really, no, you're in the mixed of your career now it's, it's like sometimes people go well when this happens then i'm going to no you're yeah. in, you're in the shiznit as we speak shiznit, yeah. don't don't say it's going to start that you're in you're in your career now yeah pretty much in it so uh uh ton of uh impressions on stern show yep and, and on your own stuff now you want to make that transition you know because you're super talented in a cool way as a comic is to do live shows to get people to come out sure uh, but you also have to have that meet that people come out and see you and you, they you want them to see you twice, not once. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that they're like, oh, he was this guy on the show. And yeah. then they see him once. They're like, yeah, we were robbed. Right. Thanks. And then you never. And then, you know, because you're thinking about that one little nut opposed yeah. to, you know, whatever. And I had a great point with this, and then it started going away. Well, I was telling you during the break that, um, you know, people have approached me to do the comedy store and, and flappers and this and that, but now 
I'm having a problem getting myself booked on these shows. And it's like everywhere I go in this town, people know my name. They're like, oh, you're Rachel B. Terry from the Howard Stern show. Oh, I but I can't <coughs> get I don't I can't get an eight minute set at the comedy store, the Laugh Factory. Why anywhere. do you want an eight minute set at the comedy store, the Laugh Factory? Well, I just want to perform. I want to get up. The, I mean, I, I need to in get, front of the live. people. Yeah. I mean, I have material. I write. I've done it before. Uh, I, you know, I've done pretty well. And I've, I just enjoy performing live in front of people. I want to do it all the time. Yeah, that's the one thing. I mean, I got, you know, lucky in the sense when I left Detroit, uh, I'd already been doing stand-up for... So I, I skipped the whole come to L.A., try to get stage time thing. Right. I was lucky enough to be established on the road and do enough colleges where I'd fly in L.A., and then i fly off and then make a little money, then i come back where I never had to do that. Right. So what did you... So when you came to L.A., what did you come for and what, were, what did you start doing? Uh, I came for... I was in, geez, early 20s. And you know you came to get that sitcom that that's everybody what you want, the sitcom. So you didn't, back in the day that's that's how you did it. You right. came and you you got a development deal. Yeah. And then you you know did they know you? Did they know you from your time at colleges and in Detroit, or were you? I was a young kind of upstart comic, and I think I did like Evening at the Improv, which is a show that was on a bazillion years ago, and maybe one that. Tonight Show. Okay. And right when I started doing stand-up is when the alternative scene, like Sarah Silverman, yeah. Oswald, like all them yeah. were all, I mean, just subtract 20 years. Yeah. That was all just starting. And I remember meeting with Tim Allen's manager. And he's like, you should be an alternative comic. You should start hanging out with that scene. And, you know, I'm a new guy. No one knew me. And I went to a couple of those rooms. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you keep in mind, I'm 23. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I'm in L.A. I'm going to be this. <laughs> and I just did not like the vibe. Really? It just remind me of everybody at drama school when I was in high school <laughs> that really needed to get over them fucking selves. Yeah. So I never, I was like, in being a Detroit, Michigan guy, I couldn't suddenly be this artistic alternative-y comic in, in Los Angeles because I still had, you know, chewing tobacco in my mouth. Right. So I, I, that's why I always stuck with like observationally just kind of Midwesty type yeah. humor, but have lived in Los Angeles. So you're telling me I should just bypass the comedy store and go get a sitcom. Yes. But, you know, the, the cool okay. thing now is is with podcasts and with with, you know, all that stuff you can do. You can develop that fan base yeah. easier than, let's say, when I started off, because now you have people go, she's funny. She you know, she does this. She's super entertaining. Yeah, I'll go see her. Right. Where if you were just a open mic comic sure. and, and you didn't have anything. Yeah. I have trouble getting butts in seats in some city and I've been on everything you can be on eight million times. Yeah. It's still a hustle no matter what. Sure. It never goes away. The hustle never goes away. Right. Dollar dollar signs might change. Mm-hmm. Um, the the where you're hustling might change. You might you know go from uh, I'm doing this like one nighter bar, hold right. fifty people hustle, or you know then it switches to I'm in a six hundred seat comedy club hustle. Yeah. it's all the same. Yeah, it never goes away. Right, right. <laughs> and, and I mean honestly, the comedy that I have done around town, uh, I have done the comedy store and flappers and all those places. It, it depresses me uh, once you come off stage and you're backstage hanging around with all these young neurotic comics and they're all, you know, oh, my set up, man. I was supposed to do this one thing. Like, I, I don't do that. Who cares? You know, who cares? And I don't feel yeah. that way. Like, like I'm not confident in many places in my life, but I, I am confident <laughs> in my ability to make people laugh and I know that I'm, I can perform. You know, I know that I can do that. I'm not so insecure about that. So I'm not going to stand around pacing neurotic and be like, hey, man, put me on next because uh, the crowd's hot right now. And, and yeah, uh, that's what they all do. I remember do. doing that. I, I was someplace and I was just sitting in back and doing my pre-show ritual, which is uh, 
stuffing tissue in my pockets and eating chicken tenders. And this kid goes, <laughs> looks at the crowd in the, the opening act, and he goes, what do you think this crowd wants? They kind of look like, this crowd really kind of looks like they want. See, and, and he was really analyzing this crowd. And I just look at him and go, the, the, the crowd wants whatever the fuck you give them. Right. What, why, why are you saying that they have this much power? I, they don't. You you spoon feed them. It's not the other way around. Right, exactly. You, because I I've learned after after twenty three years I can't predict anything. Like when I sit back and I see right. a group of people and I'm like, oh look at those fuckers. Those people are gonna heckle. Look at them. They're wearing leather vests with no with no <laughs> shirts. They're gonna heckle. And then they sit down and the biker guys don't say a word. Right. And then the a housewife or you know teacher from Ohio lady pipes up the right. entire time so you can never no you never they know. just like you that's the only thing you build rapport with the crowd yeah. and if they like you yeah. then your set's awesome and if you don't get to joke five a lot of comics go here's my joke one two three four five mm-hmm. and they rush to get to five yeah so they piss on two three and four sure. where if you never if you never have a five right i never i don't have a closer i i end the i end my show with what when feels, it's time to what, leave, what feels good. I leave. Yeah. That way I'm never rushing to get anything. Right. And I'm not going, oh, boy, I needed to switch that. But that's, I'm yeah. a storyteller, but though, not a joke teller. You're, you've been doing it so long. It's like, it's so second nature for you now, you know, uh, for somebody still writing their own material, new stuff, coming up, trying to figure out what they're, what it's going to be like, what, you know, how, how to make their set nice and tight and get everything in oh, there. I, it's, was I that miss, we're not going to take it? Wait I, a minute. I misfired that. That was an odd Wait, one. I'm going to interrupt myself and say that there's another voice I know that. That you can do. I think his name is Robert Forster, the guy from Jackie Brown. Who, who, you know that, you know that actor. He was like big in the seventies. You know Jackie Brown, the Tarantino film. Uh-uh. Is that his name, Robert Robert Forster? Yeah, you can you can do him because he's got that Midwestern. You'd like you say out. I'm going out, and he talks like that too. And he's got that same kind of cadence to his voice he, that you got. You say I say I, I go out, but opposed to if you're in Not Canada boots. when you're going out, you know it's good to be back and uh, right. I always do that, like like, like hockey players, like if they're just after every news, they're like, yeah, you know, um, we just moved the puck uh, up and down the ice, and uh, down, up and down, and you know, we got to keep the puck out of our zone, and um, <laughs> it was just, you know, see, there you go, you can do hockey, man. I can there's do. Your, there's your hockey voice, hockey guy, but just sound dumber because they like hockey, hockey guy players. reads like a childhood nighttime stories, yeah. like it, uh, you know. There you go. The three pigs, you know. Uh, <laughs> see, they wanted to get away from the wolf, and you know, it's. <laughs> important just to stay as a team and uh it's <laughs> perfect yeah. Dude, you know good and uh, you know <laughs> i love it so um yeah i think like ability on stage when you that's why those young guys but those some of the comedy clubs around los angeles breeds that type of, of, of thing you Seems can walk like into it. one like you know the comedy store has a different vibe yeah. than the improv or the laugh factory right. and i'm I'm a lone wolf in the sense I'm not a part of any of that clique. Well, when I just, you, when you said to me, "Why do you want? Why do you want to do stand up there? What would be your alternative to that?" Because the way you said it made it sound like, "Why would you want to do that? You should be doing." No, I meant well. I, I know. I know friends that their whole thing is, you know, oh, I want to get past at, at the club. I want to perform, and I just, I forget some I, when when you said I want stage time. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's why. Right. Where, well, just that's just so people will get yeah, to I, know me more, so then I can get the TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, I, and you do those sets where even, but from my point of view, I'm on the road so much. I do 12, you know, shows a week, 13 shows a week, an hour and a half man. each 
you know what I mean? So like I have so much stage time that yeah. like getting up someplace. You're might, like, why? You're like, I'm looking to end this. Why do you even want to start it? Yeah. But 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 then when I showcase for people or I'll perform at a, at a club around town, um, um, I'll uh, sometimes I get weird nerves because I'm not used to being on those stages. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a weird thing. man. I just honestly like I what I want to do is capitalize on the recognition I have now as the stern, you know, the stern girl, the impersonation girl, because people do know my name. Like Fox has been asking about me to my yeah. agent. And stuff. Yeah. So people know you can't my get name. more exposure than than than. I think by doing it live, you know, like uh, like I was on Stern one time. Yeah, but he's East Coast. You know what I mean? Like people out here need to know. People out here need to know my name. They need to know who I am. God damn it! I'm gonna be drunk and running down Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) What is that? Did you see that on the way here? When you we're we're broadcasting from Hollywood Boulevard. Oh my god! I see it every day. There's people that dress up like superheroes Mm -hmm. on Hollywood Boulevard. And then you get pictures taken with them, and then they ask for a tip. Yeah. But it's literally the worst, like, just a super skinny guy, and you see his package in a Spider-Man outfit. And it's 102 degrees I saw Chewbacca getting pictures taken without his helmet on. (laughs) You're like, guys, isn't there some kind of code of creepy people that you... I, I gotta say, like, I love LA. I love LA. But I, do, I just moved here from Jersey a year ago, and I absolutely love it here. But I hate Hollywood Boulevard. It's filthy to me, and it's just like it's, gross. it's just gross. And I, and I, I hate touristy things anyway. Like, I never I stayed away from Times Square when I was in New York ever. And I, I just I had to drive down Hollywood Boulevard to get here, and I was like, oh my god, I don't ever want to be on this street for any reason ever. It's kind of gross. It is. And then you see the the Walk of Fame uh, people, and then you see like fat tourists <coughs> in. Sun, uh, what's what's that? Visors, fat tourists and visors. That's all it is. Looking at buses and fat tourists and visors. Judge going up and Judy down. has a has a star yeah. on. It's right by this food cart. That's right by there. That's why I know it's Fair Fawcett. Uh, and who even, bridges. who even fucking care? I don't even care. And There's some empty ones. I'm like, I, I think you can just pay to get it done, right? Or do you have yeah, to get voted? Pay. I think you pay, don't you? I don't know. I have I no fucking idea. This isn't my town. Like how much? I wonder. But do you see these fat tourists and like the fat, like it's fat couples. It's like a huge fat man and they have the exact same body. The man and the woman have the yeah, exact same they, fat body. Over years, they just kind of blip into the same exact I ball of non-sexuality. I don't understand fat couples. Okay, I'm fat, but like why would two fat people want to have sex with each other? It's hard enough to have sex when one person is fat. Like how do two fat people, I don't even know how they, like I don't have, I don't understand why or how that could even happen in nature. Maybe they just like the beauty inside. No, I think it's just like, oh, you know what? I'm fat. I can't get anybody better. And then she's just like, well, I'm not going to do better than that fat fuck. So and then they just like accept each other and deal with it and just eat, <laughs> eat Burger King until they die. Did you have in and out since you've been here? You know what? I had in and out um, when I, I came. I visited L.A. for the first time a year ago and uh, I tried it then. I, I'm not a big I don't like fast food, uh, but everybody's like, yeah, you got to try it out. Bro. I'm like, God, it's the best burger in the world. You have to have it. I'm like, all right, fine. You totally sound like that guy on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. You know, like, hey, you got to. I want to sound like Jim Brewer when he's telling the stories about his dad. You know, <laughs> my dad shit his pants. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh. But yeah, head in and out. I wasn't. I wasn't impressed. But what I do love, I, right. will, I will fucking say, Fat Burger is so goddamn good. Fat Burger's good. <gasps> oh my god, there's one like on my corner. I live over in Los Feliz, and it's like right there. And oh, it's bad news, dude. It's oh, so you moved good. to like a trendier town. It's Los I did. Feliz. It's- I did because I had some friends over there, and I didn't know what I was doing. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to live by the beach, but I can't afford to live by the beach. And so Las Feliz, I found a nice little studio for not too much, and I have some friends over there. It's kind of hip and trendy. It is. You can walk to everything, which I like, and I ride my bike everywhere. I don't like driving everywhere, so it's perfect for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, by Griffith Park, too. I like it. You know, this whole time we've been talking, I've been looking at the song, even, and I don't know why. The song has nothing to do with anything we've, we've talked about, but uh, uh, this song. Oh, my God. Take a look at me now. Um, love Phil Collins. So, to see, I think I'm still stuck with your prom idea. So, all these slow songs are just in my head. And I just picture you standing there in your in your prom outfit, and then your mascara is running because you've been crying the whole time, and you and, and you have your tahara is kind of like off to the side. He hates my hips. And then right then you you grab your skirt and you lift it up and you just plop down onto the ground. I don't need him anyway. I don't care anymore. And then we see the door opens, and the kid who was a foreign exchange student that said he had to leave because his dad was being transferred back to Germany is slowly walking towards you and as he's slowly walking towards you he takes off his shirt and he's wearing the sweater you made him oh my god and he goes over to you and he goes what's up Rachel I'm back I was wondering if you'd like to have this dance I'd love to and then he takes your hand and then he and he grabs you, and then the then all the, the the bubbles start to fall. He's like, "Isn't my daughter's moving back in to in New Jersey?" And see, I don't see. I can't oh. do a joy. If I knew how to do a German oh, guy, Adolf. I should see. I shouldn't have thrown him German. I should have made him like. No, it's good that you see. You're, I think we're on a telepathic level because I told. Oh, maybe because I said I was. Yeah, a see, German I should have uh, You know, Rachel. You That's know, why. you know. I just, I you decide. I listen to me. I decide where I come back to and I decide we dance together. Well, that guy wouldn't be so great because I'd be like, eh, you're just another Guido from Bloomfield, New Jersey. No, no, what I'm going to think, if you're on the show again, which I hope you are, I hope you'll, you'll sit in. I will be, darling, don't worry. I kind of liked what we just did there. And maybe we'll just make up random scenarios and it's we'll like, just start talking. It's like theater talking. of the mind. That's we'll, what we'll do. We'll go I felt school. comfortable. I'm yeah. like, okay, I can work on my narration Improv. abilities. And uh, I'll, I'll just, and then I'll practice my voices. Do, do you want to be in a prom every time? We could be. Um, is, is that the scenario every single time? No, and it's, man, I'm we, different guys coming up to you. No, we could do different we'll, scenarios. We'll switch it up. Doesn't have to be the. Pr- I do like the prom though. I love the songs. We'll just think of different scenarios. And I love the ch- like giving me a second chance to have a better prom, right, or let's, maybe let's have a worse prom too. Perfect. Uh, sitting in with me with the John Reap who's out getting famous in Detroit uh, doing his movie. Uh, make sure you say hi to him at John Reap. Say Rachel and John will find you. John, stay strong. John Reap has been kidnapped. And on Twitter, uh, go to Rach Butera Voice. Um, we'll throw up links and stuff like that. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank for... you so much. This was so much fun. Guys, do me a favor. And go live a happy life. Efren and Reef. Follow them on Twitter. Totally for sure. At Efren and Reef. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
nos besamos.